Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring. I'm with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm right. I'm adequate. Adequate? No terrific. You're not terrific? I, I didn't say it last time, so. Uh, really? Okay. I forgot to, so I guess I'm moving oh, off the terrific All right. Uh, Streak's over. Brian, how are you? Uh, average at best, you know. You're living? I'm, I'm, You're thriving. Brian's thriving. Brian's thriving. thriving. Well, well, I mean, if you didn't know this already, we are the number two source for all things sports. If you know, you know. Go we follow us on that. one eventually. What? We gotta get we'll to be one. number one eventually. I'll be, I'll, be, now, I'll be back to terrific if we get to number one. Okay. Well, so then you will be adequate for the rest of your life. Uh, so go go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. We have some sports to talk about. We Russell Wilson has. Wait, we do been, sports here. Yeah, we do sports here. Still, uh, damn. Damn. I want to talk about current events in the world of politics. <laughs> we'll do that next week. We'll do that next okay. week. But there have been a lot of talks around the Russell Wilson camp in the NFL. Will the Seahawks trade him, or will they keep him? As their franchise quarterback, I guess for the next Willie, few stay years. Your Willie, uh, uh, Hunter, na, 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 Hunter na, na, na. Tiger Woods uh, had a little um, accident. We'll talk a little bit about that, but first, we will talk about the biggest accident in sports: the Boston Celtics, <laughs> and they just lost <laughs> by a, it was a bunch. Only fifteen. It, it was, was only a, well, fifteen but because Tremont like Waters had went three for three from three with the, in the last five minutes. But we'll say <laughs> they lost by twenty. And they, they are now 30. two games behind, uh, below 500. And I, I, I am at a loss of for words at this point with this team. It's really, really getting to that point. They are really terrible. It's weird. I mean, if you look at it, other than their two, uh, you know, the guys who are, they have stars, you know, like that, that thing. All I think it's an all-star. I think that's what they call it. Other than those guys, their team, the Celtics, I think, yeah, those guys might be the Red Claws. I'm, I don't know. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> they're bad. Oh, they're that terrible. Roster is one of the worst in the league yeah. outside of the top two players. Yeah, I league. don't. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. I mean, Kemba continues to not play well. I mean, the what was it? The it was the hot. Wait, was it the Hawks game? They played New Orleans before. New Orleans. Dallas. No, no, Dallas. Sorry, Dallas was the game where. Brown, Tatum, and Kemba all went for 20-plus. Yep, tw- 29, they, 28, 21. Yeah, and we they lost. still lost because they have no one to score the ball on the bench, which we said last podcast, Isaiah Thomas would be a perfect fit for them to fill that bench role, just to have someone to score off the bench. Uh, but now, I said, I said this, Brian's been saying this for a while, but I've started to say it even more, is I could care less if Marcus Smart shoots one for 12 from three in any game ever, like I, I won't complain at all because the value he brings is so much beyond him just playing basketball. And it really shows now because he is, his absence is affecting them. Like it, it, it's a huge effect. Oh, yeah. the, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I really didn't, we didn't know because he hasn't had a, a sus- long sustained injury like this. I don't think ever in his career, and even Other if he did, he punched a picture that was like. Two well, weeks. that is true, and that team, that team was just a little bit different. He's really the only guy who will get them going and and get them pumped for games. Like, yep. Do you think he would let them lose like nope. this back back to back nope. to back games against if Marcus, New Orleans, so Marcus, Dallas, 
and Atlanta. Like that, there's no way. And before that, Detroit, Atlanta again. If Marcus was here right now, so he's missed almost a month, a month on Monday. So what we're talking 15, you know, 14 games, right around there, 13, 14. Um, I would say they would be 32 games. They would probably be 20 and 12. That's my guess. That's the that's mm-hmm. the value. Like five, just flip it by five. He would get five of those wins that we had as losses. I think that that would be his effect. Think about all the games that were so close. How many of the last 15 games have been within 10 points? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, and um, and the other thing is teams or or players on the teams that they're playing like Luca, like oh, Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young was in the story Gallinari. last night, Gallinari, but but guys like Trey Young and Luca and then I don't know whoever Ingram. on the Pelicans. Pe- Pelicans isn't really that. But Smart is Smart yeah, Smart can guard Ingram. He can guard those guys and slow them down a little bit more. Other than Smart, I really and Brown, Fucking I realistically don't know yeah, Sadiq Bay. I realistically don't. I don't know if I can trust someone on the Celtics to, um, to guard like like that. I can trust to guard one on one, and that goes with guards and bigs. I mean, Rob Will is nice. He gets some flashy blocks, but he's a little inconsistent. I think he can be good, but he's still young and doesn't really know the game a ton. So I think he needs to develop a little more. So other than that, I mean, Kemba he tries. But he he's also that's that's why I feel like so when Isaiah Thomas was here, everyone cre- uh, pooped on his defense and was like, oh, he sucks on defense, which is true he because actually, he's super short. He, he tried was actually better than Kemba because Isaiah mastered the guy run by strip steal. He was great at that. Well, n- and I'm not even saying that, but we can just say even playing field, both of them are equally bad on the defensive side of the ball. Isaiah Thomas scored at such a more um, like his efficiency rating compared to Kemba's this year was through the roof. Kemba is one of the most. And again, I, I always say this. I knew Kemba was going to be super in, inefficient because he wasn't Charlotte, but I didn't know he's going to be this inefficient. He uh, he either shoots like, I don't know, eight for 10 from three one game. And then the next three games, he'll go one for twelve from one three. For 12. That's that's something that Dude, can't happen. Can we get Rozier back? Can I I know we, were, we just said this right before we started recording three years ago. The Celtics had a roster of Brown, Tatum, Kyrie, Hayward, Horford, Rozier, Smart, Marcus Morris, uh, Aaron Baines, Shane Larkin, um, Ojale was on that team. Um, Tice oh, was wow, on that Shane team. Larkin, like. Shane Larkin was good. Jeffrey Teague. Shane Larkin was good. Shane Larkin was 13,000 times better than Jeff Teague. Holy crap, was that team really, really good. And that's what shows. You know what shows there? They're at the time, because Tatum was 19 and Brown was 20, their top two players and Hayward and uh, Kyrie were both out in the playoffs. What happened? They went to game seven of the conference finals and pretty should have easily won that. Not easily, but they should have won that series. That's because that team was so deep in just efficient shooters other than Rozier in game seven. And they played hard. Did I even say smart in that list? But that maybe team, I don't know. That team was that that just shows that even without their top two players with Tatum and Brown still developing, they were a game away from the finals. Five minutes yeah. away from the finals. And at this point the this was a bad loss. They they just don't play 
with energy. They, there's no energy did, coming out. There's no enthusiasm. Say, what? I find it okay. So Tatum, after the Dallas game, was asked a question, and he was just like, "Well, damn, we have a game tomorrow too, so I guess we'll see how that goes." And yeah, he, like, him, and Brown. I mean, they're great they're players. Like, him and Brown. They're, but I, think they're I can't frust- if, if if you took if you took a. <laughs> it's so funny if you took one of these last few games in their press game conference and then took one when they were like in the middle of a, a 15 game winning streak, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You wouldn't be, yeah. they're, they're, they're the same throughout. They won't get mad if they start losing. They won't get super happy if they start winning. Like they are completely, they are flat the entire time. They have no real emotion, which I mean, you don't, I don't know. It's tough because you have smart who is all emotion and no sensical basketball play i mean that was an exaggeration but it seems like he's never sensical on the court which you need one of those players you need a guy who just doesn't care and just flies around and plays with all emotion especially when you have your two superstars like brown and tatum who realistically don't do a lot to get amped for games they don't do a lot to get everyone else like hyped up they they're not guy. they just go about their they're Kawhi leonard's like how many times you see Kawhi Leonard pumping up his teammates, getting them ready, like stuff like and that. Think, That's I why they have Pat them, Bev. The, Tatum and Brown. And Brad during, doesn't help either. Brad doesn't help either. Tatum and Brown during a game at times are, but I think they're just frustrated that they're running up and down the floor with Aaron Nismith as their sixth man. That is true. They have no one. Like to when give did Nismith turn into a twenty-five minute per game player? And where's Grant? Mm-hmm. Where's Grant? He's I don't bad. know. Oh, he's bad. Grant's bad. Where is he, he's though? Like, is it? He's is he playing. He play. You know how slow that guy is? That guy's so is slow. Him. He can only hit an occasional corner three, does not know what to do when he gets the ball, and got so much slower that he can't keep up with, like, Boban. Not like not like Boban would be a matchup for him, but like a guy that's slow. Like if they were to keep up run him. baseline to baseline, they wouldn't be he wouldn't he would lose that no. race. Yes. <laughs> like I don't know what happened to Grant. Good guy, wrong profession. He's really smart. Like I think his mom's like a NASA scientist or something. So mm-hmm. you know, he's got that in his future, I guess. But yeah, he should change professions. <laughs> Neesmith, great guy, but he's like not an NBA player yet. Uh, I know Peyton. They must be concerned about his knee because he went from playing thirty minutes, getting hurt, and now he plays like fifteen. So I'm just guessing that's because the Philly knee... game when he hurt his knee in the Philly game. Yes. Wow. That was he a missed long like two weeks ago. because of that. Oh yeah, I guess maybe he did. three. So I'm guessing he's only played like fifteen to twenty minutes since then per game. Mm-hmm. I, that has to be just because of his knee. That's the only reason why, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Jeff Teague cancer cell really bad. Poor guy. He's he. Well, I don't even know what happened. What happened? I don't either. There? I don't either. He was fine in Minnesota. He wasn't terrible. You see, he's shooting like seventeen percent on floaters. <laughs> that's a weird stat, but that's bad. <laughs> I saw that because that's the only shot he takes. He started the year like nine and nine from three, and now he's like one of twenty five. Yeah, he was great the Milwaukee game, but yeah, he's like nineteen <laughs> points. I was like, this guy's down south from there. First game of the season. Oh my yeah. god. He but was yeah, a... we so we always we always crit- we keep saying that the ball movement is bad. And I don't know if I blame Tatum or Brown because would you realistically no, trust no, Ojale or people, would you trust so, Neesmith or would you trust like so would you trust these guys to hit shots? I find it another. I find it super weird. In the span of two days, Gorman, Wick, and Danny all went on ninety-eight-five. Weird. Yeah, 
When do they Corbin, do that? When does when do they do that ever? Dan, Brad always calls. Danny in Danny too. does often. He does often. Brad, but I feel like Brad, Wick call, is never Brad calls in once a week to Zolak and Bertrand. Wick once in a blue moon. Danny once in a blue moon. And Gorman, I don't think ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he went on for like Heinsohn like in November, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And he comes on and rips the entire team. Has he ever criticized the team ever no. in forty years? Ever? No. And he's like, so. it has to be Tatum and Brown's fault just because when you're the best player, that it falls on the best player. And I'm like, okay, fine, sure, whatever. But like, the roster's terrible. And then Wick is like, Wick's quote, which is, I think, taken out of context, but when Kyrie left, that. Oh, I did see that. I saw, that. I saw that. And they didn't know where to go. I'm like, yeah, buddy, I saw that. that was two years ago. If you don't know what's happening, like, come on. Like, if they wanted to, him to lead them to the promised land. Like, okay. Don't say that. And then Danny's like, yeah, well, we're probably going to use the trade exemption in the summer, which I'm like, fair. Do please do because don't use it now because it's going to be a waste. And they have the the Poirier and uh Cantor trade exemption. So there you go. Yeah, can, but they can't combine them. I I read no, you part can't of combine, the like you can use that money as like something else, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Bottom line is they're looking really, really bad. And again, I don't know. It, it, I don't know where the blame is. Like who? Yeah, who, I mean Danny. Uh, everyone. Danny. I mean Danny. I would probably Danny. say. I would probably. I don't know. I would. So I've been thinking a lot, and I was thinking Brad Stevens. I think just a lot because too, of, Andrews, not just you. <laughs> I mean, but don't hurt don't yourself. Next. So I was thinking, like, man, some of these rotations are just terrible. But yeah, he is then, very erratic with the rotation. I realized He's very bad. who is Roster he gonna? Sucks. Who else? But who else is he gonna put in? True. So it's really not his fault. I think it's mostly on Danny Ainge. It's 100% on Danny Ainge. How did they go into the season with this roster? How? Exactly. Well, also, Smart, Tice, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba have played a combined like 20 minutes together this whole season. So like their starting lineup hasn't played together, which is like, okay. It shouldn't matter, Um, though, against teams like the Hawks and the Pistons, who they lost to twice, and the Mavericks. What is it with the Celtics? And they just give them career highs to everybody. Every night, some defense is going to go for 30. The defense. So 2008 was the peak of Celtics everything, but in terms of defense, that was peak 2008. It dwindled a little just because the team was terrible after that championship. And then, then score it started inflation. to go and score it. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying like net defense, like percentage wise uh, uh, across the league, not in terms of points given up. Because if if it was points given up, then everyone's goes up. There's no defense that got uh, better. Everyone's defense. You mean in terms sorry, of rank? Goes down. Yeah, no, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Like around the league, because if it's points per game let up, then everyone in the league their points per game went up since yeah, two thousand eight yeah. because of the league. So in terms of like league ranking and in terms of if, if they're better defensively than this team or this team, their peak was two thousand eight. It dwindled a little bit. Then those Isaiah Thomas years, they were good because they had Isaiah Thomas who could score. But then they had guys like I feel like well Avery Bradley Crowder, was there for a year. Crowder was a really good defender. Turner, Baines, like really good defenders who could also score if they needed to. Surrounded one guy who Gigi wasn't as good, uh, who wasn't as good of a defender. Yeah, and uh, who could just Rico. score twenty nine a game. With this team, the Celtics, their stars. I mean, they they kind of have the same thing, except their supporting cast can't defend and they can't score. So the, what yeah. do they're they do? They're just taking up space. It's like a combined age of seven. No, I know. I, they're all like, and this is what? this is the mm, this comes back to the issue that Danny has with keeping draft his picks. Pick, draft picks. Why? Why? 
trade. These guys, they, yeah, Felger, Felger asked Danny this question, and he like shrugged it. Do you regret hoarding your draft picks? That, and he was so, like. Four, three or four years ago, three or four years ago, the Celtics were supposed to be one of the best teams ever because they had so many assets, so many draft picks to use. And then Danny just uses them every. There was, I mean, okay, we love Pritchard, but there was no reason to use their first round picks this year. Zero. You can keep that. You can keep that one. What? Well, why? Well, because you're a Lakers fan. But there was no reason to keep use that big. Trade the 14th that you had this year. Trade the 14th no that you had the year before for Romeo. What are you doing with those? Yeah, picks? was drafting Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith really worth it? No, or not even, even close. Or even trading Grant. that Grizzlies pick a year too earlier because that earlier. Grizzlies pick because it, it, it had a lot of value pick. early, and then once teams re- once the Celtics realized they were like, oh shoot, this is going to be fourteenth because the Grizzlies are too bad to make the playoffs, but then they are too not good bad enough to be. They're not bad enough to be a lottery team. So that Grizzlies pick was ca- kept going down in value. Like he just sits on so, and now they don't really have any. They just have their own for the next few years. So th- it's really just a mess. I don't know why he keeps drafting and just keeps on to these guys so that he can draft guys who will play maybe a season, maybe a half a season and then go down to the G league. And then they'll be onto a new like, team or out drafting Tremont waters was a late second, but like drafting grant. I like Pritchard. Pr- 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 yeah. But there's no need. Rock- there's no need. They had Carson. Grant, they don't. He, that's the other the thing. Last, over the last three years, grant Romeo, Neesmith, Rob, Will Pritchard, um, and then second round guys that you don't really count, but those are the realistically. Five first round realistically, Rob Will's the only one that I liked because he was a steal in the late first round. Yeah, and he was a steal in the late first round. Everything else, he—that's the other thing he also does. He drafts without thinking of who he has. Carson Edwards, fine. <laughs> he didn't play. No, but no. Realistically, so he, did, he didn't play. He didn't play a ton last year, but that's because he was on a loaded team. Why then do you draft another rookie point guard in Pritchard? to just have Carson sit on the bench now. There's no development. I mean, we always we always joke on how the Lakers development is trash, but the Celtics is starting to decline because no. they don't give guys a chance. Like Carson, sure he was a second round pick, but he was he was a fine player. If you let him develop, play a little bit, he could be a solid role player in 3 years. Now he's just stuck behind Pritchard and Teague and he's just riding the bench not really getting minutes. I wish we signed freaking Rozier. Yeah. Well, that that would have been possible if to get Kemba, they would have had to. That no, then you think you don't get Kemba. You just you. you so you'd rather have Rozier than Kemba right now? Yeah. Well, the guy's uh, dropped like four forty point games already this season. That is true. That is true. He's I averaging like twenty four. I don't know. And Hayward, regardless, like twenty four. Well, yeah, Hayward's playing really well. He could. He was a borderline all star, but. Anyways, the Celtics, they're trash. We can move on for Nick's sake because he was kind of sitting here being boring. We can go to the Lakers. Nick, no, the Lakers. They're the no. same as they were on Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're not going to the Lakers then. Trish. Hey, There's no way. I'm not, I, don't need to, I don't need to talk for uh, 20 minutes about the Lakers losing to the Utah Jazz. Well, yeah, the Celtics have more issues than the Lakers. The Lakers just have injuries. They were the, the same Celtics, as they were on Monday. More of them. It's a lot more with the Celtics going on than the Lakers. The Lakers, they, they, we all know the nucleus for why the Lakers are bad. There are ESPN. ESPN talks enough about the Lakers. You know, I don't need a, I don't need a spiel about them. And well, at least the Los Angeles front office actually has brain cells. So, (laughs) yeah. Advantage Um, Lakers. All right, we can go on. 
to Tiger Woods. Brian, do you want to start us off? You, you, I feel like you want to start this off by saying something about Tiger Woods. You've read the slope wrong. He lipped out. And he, well, uh, how about we just we he hit his putter on his ankle? Off. How about we start the whole thing off by, I don't know. I don't, no, one, no one's going to hear this, but, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family because, yeah. you know, we learned, our, we, we saw it all with Kobe, you know, what happens when um, major athlete something tragic happens to them and you know he's got a bunch of kids and he has such a big a uh, he's you know agreed but completely now known different. as like the father of the pga tour so like no i agree but completely different like he's had what how many just one dui though right before in the past or multiple yeah but that has yeah multiple dui so this multiple? is multiple his... only 2017 one. he was passed out of wheel in 2008 and like 2000 something he was like so this is this is most likely his fault kobe's was out of his this is not most likely this is not it's our it's not who wasn't he wasn't under the influence at all no they yeah they didn't yeah he wasn't but like it was because it was a dangerous road he read the slope wrong he lipped out and then his putter hit him in the ankle it was a dangerous road he was speeding he tried to make a turn his car spun out of control across the barrier tumbled so speeding that's that is his fault it doesn't matter it is still tragic and and it it sucks because he was having i mean after his masters win a few years ago well, he was he, kind of having a revival i mean i don't but he know was, much well, about golf but i don't think he was really he doing was too in the hot of, now he was in the midst of not playing for a while because of a back surgery so. yeah and then his back so he I was playing to make his return the masters or probably around the masters he was planning on making his return so that got delayed hopefully he plays again time. probably won't play again but yeah so this is it tough. i don't i don't I, th- I don't know if i th- i think he'll, he's got i think he'll play. there's there's no way of I knowing right the now only, the he'll, only he'll way play, he, i think he'll play you can't he can't end on that he, he's not going to end on, the on only this. way so i think he'll play. get i'll think he'll play uh he he he's he He's got exemption PJ Tour, so he's about like 170 years old. So he'll he he can so he'll, no, he's also so famous that like Brian Jordan Speed a few years ago got fined for not playing the minimum events. Like <laughs> no one cares if Tiger plays like eight events in a season. No, not like two events. Tiger, in a season. No one cares if he happens. ever plays again, will it will only ever be in the Masters? That's yeah, it. it'll be in the Masters or yeah, and and it'll be against his son. Yeah, no, but I don't also, yeah, he, I don't he'll be I lucky mean, to kids walk. Kids eleven right now. Yeah, but he'll, uh, Tiger play until two six Tiger years, play, six, like the uh, their guys that play the Masters. They're always old farts that yeah, play. Yeah, isn't the Phil like John Daly? No, Phil's John Daly like into his like sixties no. played. Phil's fifty. Beach, no, but like, Freddie Couples and yeah, guys do that. Yeah, but I mean after this, it's gonna be tough. Bernard Longer was in like the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, he was. He's old. Yeah, but well, yeah, he'll probably play in the Masters. They didn't. He's he, also like they didn't get like into a car accident where they needed rods. Tiger will be and lucky screws. to walk. He'll be lucky to walk again. They almost had yeah, but it's so, so Tiger. So Tiger won the U.S. Open with a torn ACL and broken broken leg because he had like a stress fracture and they tore his ACL hitting a certain shot. Did he break so, which, both legs in like seventeen locations and also <laughs> shatter his ankle? No, and almost no, have to get no, amputated with my, his bone sticking out of his leg like Kevin Ware. <laughs> Bones heal, so I think he will play again as long as something happened to his back. I think he'll play at a, like the only the Masters. I can't. What is? Completely. We haven't heard about his map. His back. There's no way his back is now even more effed up. It's impossible. As long as something happened to his back, Bones heal. I think he'll play. How as long as something happened, happened to, his back. to his back? He rolled yeah, over. <laughs> he said he had trouble bending over and like you know like like doing anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe because his legs were broken in 37 spots and sticking out of his <laughs> sticking out of his skin. Yeah. 
before that. You I'd have a trouble bending over if that happened. Anyways, but it's yeah. tough to see. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. Most likely not, but hey, his son's kind of a bucket, so we have that to look forward to in about 10 years. Uh, moving on, if anyone wants to say anything more, I don't, I mean, speak now, but I don't, th- I think we covered it all. Uh, his putter. there's been, he lengthened his putter. I don't care. Nick, okay. did you see the interview during the Genesis? Me? No, I don't no, I'm even. To Nick. I'm asking oh, Nick. no. 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 I do think it was kind of I do think it's kind of ironic though like, in the Genesis of the final round they had an interview like Tyler, can we expect you back by the Masters? He said hopefully and then the next day. I hope so. And then and then because then Nance was like, What have you been doing golf wise? And then all he said is he lengthened his putter. Oh, oh that's to the said. length of his sandwich. Because that because he said he said he did that because he doesn't have to bend over as far anymore. Makes sense. Maybe I should do that. his back hurts. Sweet. Russell Wilson, he is, I mean, it's not really anything serious, but it's something to look at. Uh, He hasn't technically demanded a trade from Seattle, and Seattle hasn't really come out and said that they want to trade him. But there is some speculation around the Seahawks about whether he could be traded or not. Now, I don't know where he could get traded. Uh, I don't know what his market is going to be. I can imagine it's a – go ahead. If you're not going to get, I don't know if you get to it, but he hypothetically requested like the Saints, Cowboys, Bears, and someone else. That's the list that people think he's going to want, but he hasn't really come out and said no. anything. He's just like, been, he's been quiet. He hasn't asked for a trade yet. So That's where he would be. He's been quiet. The Seahawks have been quiet. This is all like media. I feel yeah. like there there's yeah. nothing really to, to dissect here, but. And then it we're learning about him storming out of a, a film meeting because the offense, the offense wouldn't have that because I did. It's just have back in like, back in like, uh, last season, so like it's well, it is an interesting thing to look at because I mean they have a Super Bowl, but they I feel like they are I feel like they are like the Cowboys in the fact that they are hyped up every single year in the regular season or before the regular season starts, and then they come out and underperform. I mean this season they were off to a fantastic start, and then the second half of the year. They were just awful. And in my opinion, I don't think Pete Carroll is that good of a coach. He got blessed with one of the greatest defenses in NFL history in 2013. But other than that, he's had good teams. He just can't get it done. I mean, their offense was fantastic this year or this past year in terms of weapons. I get Chris Carson was out for a little bit um, and their defense didn't help the O-line. O-line too. But in terms of weapons, they had a really good uh, a core of, of receivers and then their backs weren't terrible either, even with Chris Carson. And then uh, also one of the best quarterbacks, in my opinion, I still think Russell Wilson's a really good quarterback. He just needs to sustain it for six or I was about to say 62. I don't know why, but he needs to sustain it for 16 games and Pete Carroll and the Seahawks need to sustain their level of play for 16 games. And I feel like they fail to do that every single year. Yeah. I mean, well, we were talking when the season first started and um, even with the great offense that they had, the great start that they had, I mean, you can't really, I mean, how many touchdowns was Russell Wilson projected over 50? It was like yeah. 53 or 54. It was, it was something incredible, in. but you can't keep up that pace. I mean, it's really tough to throw for 50 touchdowns. And I think we all knew that I mean, with that defense with basically the worst defense in the league, you can't go anywhere in the playoffs. So, 
w- the way that they finished last year doesn't shock me. Obviously, they also had a, a couple other injuries. But, I mean, I really think that it comes down to their defense getting better and getting overall better as a team, obviously, um, fixing the O-line too. Russell Wilson is, like you said, Luke, still a great quarterback. And, I mean, I guess we're at a day and age now where quarterbacks, other players just really get their say in how the team controls them. Every sport is the NBA now. It's kind of stupid. It is. It is. It's, it it <laughs> is stupid, sucks. but, I mean, yeah. It's just tough. Like, if you're in a bad situation, I feel like you should have the right to demand a trade. You, I mean, the team doesn't really have to listen to you. But, I mean, with a guy like Russell Wilson, he hasn't openly came out and wants to be traded. So, I mean, who knows? They can still put some pieces together to f- hopefully figure it out. But, I mean, who knows? I think nowadays it's unfortunate that some star players think that if they're not rewarded with, you know, complete or um, I'd say a lot of power in the front office and, you know, with the coaching staff as players, then they feel that they're not being respected enough. You're being respected enough. Look at how many digits are on your contract. You don't if you if you when you if you're going to tell me that you're not being respected enough, look how many digits are on your contract, and then look what you're doing, right? In the NBA, you're getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to shoot a basketball, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's just one example. Well, but, so I understand that argument for someone like Deshaun Watson because he's kind of younger, but Russell Wilson has been there for almost a decade. He probably knows the offensive playbook better. I said or, some or at the same as his offensive coordinator, maybe even better than Pete Carroll, because Pete Carroll has to focus on both sides. So I feel like in Russell Wilson's case, if he isn't getting enough say, which isn't something that has come out, um, but if that is one of the reasons he requesting a trade, then fine, I'm okay, okay with that. The Deshaun Watson thing, I was also okay with him requesting a trade, but for the fact that he wasn't getting enough say in stuff, He's still super young to have that. That wasn't the reason. I think the reason was just because they made bad moves, not because they didn't involve him, just because the front office just made terrible decisions with what they did, not because they didn't involve Watson. Well, I mean, you saw it this year. You saw it this year with, um, obviously, it's very different when you talk about Tom Brady. It's, It's When you talk about Tom Brady, it's different from everybody else that's ever played the game. He was the offensive coordinator for that team this year. And I, like you said, Luke, as you get older and as you really understand the offense, I mean, Tom Brady, this was his first year, but he's just such a great offensive mind that it doesn't matter how many years he's been in the system. He knows the system so well that when you have a guy like him, you basically, you, you just say, what do you want, Tom? He get, he says something, you go with it. I think yeah, Russell he, Wilson is starting to get AB. to he brought yeah. an AB too. Arians didn't want AB and he brought an AB anyways. Yeah. And I think Russell Wilson is starting to get there with, I think that all quarterbacks that have really established themselves as the franchise quarterback should have a say. I don't think Deshaun Watson's done that. Like you said, he's really young, but when you start getting into your sixth, seventh, eighth year with a team, you really know what that offense is like. So I think that you should have a say. I don't think that you should really have a say in 
where you get to be traded if you demand a trade. But a, having a say in the way that the offense is run, the plays that are called, I mean, it, I think that being around a team for a, just around a decade kind of deserve it. Yeah, Nick, you were going to say something too? Well, I was just going to, if anyone didn't have anything else, I just kind of think that, you know, we're a podcast and I think we reserve Thanks. the right to, we reserve the right to overreact like every other podcast in America. So oh, I thought you were going to request a trade to another podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm not getting paid enough, so I might, but you know, You're not paid <laughs> how much is enough, Nick? <laughs> you got to pay them the negatives, bud. I just want a penny. Um, literally negatives. We're paying to do this. The yeah. Cowboys, he requested the shot uh Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson would have hypothetically requested a trade to the Saints, Raiders, Cowboys, and Bears. And honestly, I don't think this is a no-brainer. I think the Saints would be the best situation for him because I think Bears. Bears yeah, have a better defense. I would say they're the Saints would actually for, be the last situation yeah, for them because they're they, hundred million dollars well. under the cap. Yeah. There's no the way cap, the Saints could pull it off. Everybody. No. Yeah. Okay. So you you talk financially, they probably aren't the right place, but I think they're the best team. To, I think they're the best fit for them. Except their I team's think, gonna be terrible because they have to get rid of everybody because they can't. Yeah. Win. I think I the Bears would be good. I think they should be really good. Yeah. I think that the Bears I think the Saints can still sustain a good defense. And I think their offensive line is still great. Obviously they have Al Kamara. And that kind of mimics the the Super Bowl winning Seahawks team. Then have a great receiving core, had a great defense, good offensive line, good run game. And Russell Wilson could be in that system with a good head coach. I think that will work up work out just fine. Yeah. As much as the Bears, I think, would be a good fit for Russell Wilson, I think that they're well, I don't know if they will, but they should make a pretty big push for Deshaun Watson for the main reason of you really screwed up that draft. This is your chance to really make it up and make the right choice. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson's going to be a ton, but there's no reason that they shouldn't go after him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are both great quarterbacks. I think that they're both top five in the league, but Deshaun Watson's a little younger. I mean, Russell Wilson, if he does demand a trade, he's, he's going to go in and he's going to make a, an impact right as soon as he, gets into the locker room so i mean no matter where both of them end up i think that they're both going to be successful yeah yep any yeah. anyone else want to say anything we're good good to go into picks all right mm-hmm. we'll go on to the picks they're all gonna be college basketball because we got a lot of good games upcoming this week uh we'll start with the one on saturday we have one on saturday one on sunday and then one on Tuesday of next week. Of course, there are other games, but these are the ones we're highlighting and picking from. So the Saturday one at noon, Big 12 matchup, Texas, who just beat Kansas the other day, and uh, number 14, Texas, against number 18, Texas Tech. Nicholas, who do you have in this game? I'm going to take Texas again. Like you said, they're coming off a good win against Kansas. Um, and that's pretty much... I don't, I don't... Like I said, I'm not in tune that much with college basketball, so... I feel like, you know, I think my picks suck so far, so I kind of need a point. No, you're in sa- – sorry, to update standings, Andrew's six for six, so he has Let's six go. points. Brian and Nick both have four, and I have three. Wow, I, I have four. I think the Lakers. Well, I'll um, still, I'm still picking the Longhorns. Yeah, okay. Brian. Going with the 
Texas Tech. Uh, what the hell? Um, Red Raiders. Red Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna say Rail Runners, but um, Rail Runners. Uh, they're due. They're due for a big win. Um, I think they need it before the tourney, and I just don't understand why the Bruins can't beat the Islanders. So I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> All right. Four to two. They're gonna be zero three against them. Andrew. Um, this is tough because I mean Texas Tech. It's lost their last three games to West Virginia, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. Texas coming off of a pretty big win. Um, hmm. I am going to go with – I'll go with Texas Tech, though. I'll still go with Texas Tech. All right. Um. Again, this is a tough one for me, too, just because, I mean – Again, like you just said, Andrew, they've lost three. Texas has lost three in a row. Um, and one of those losses, the the West Virginia loss, like that, that was a loss where you think, or sorry, what Texas Tech has lost. Texas Tech lost. Yeah. Texas. But still, Texas, though, that's a bad loss. Lost to West Virginia, who's a higher seed than them, but they were up 20 in the second half. Their top two guards got into it with each other. Um, I don't know if something like that is fixed yet. But if it is, I think Texas will still win. So I'm going to take them. Their two guards, Ramey and, and Andrew Jones, are just so good. Um, so I think that they'll they'll be able to pull this one out. I mean, it'll be a good game, but I think that they have the upper hand in this one. Moving on to the game on Sunday, we got number nine, Iowa, who just got absolutely destroyed by Michigan tonight. So I don't know if this is actually a good game, but we're going to stick with it. Against number four, Ohio State on Sunday at four o'clock. Nick, who do we have in this game? I mean, um, it's gotta be Ohio State. I mean, it, there's just too much damage done to to uh, Iowa from that game against Michigan. That you got to go back and turn around, play another top uh, top five team in the country. I mean, phew, good luck. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that with Ohio State. Brian, I almost said Iowa State. Those are two very Eight. different teams. Oh. Okay, sweet, was- Andrew. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ohio State. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Uh, I think I'll go the Buckeyes too. Um. The the only way that Iowa wins is if they shoot an absurd amount. Um. Or have an absurd. Um. Three point percentage, and I think Ohio State is a very good team at defending the perimeter. I mean, they had their struggles in the first half against Michigan, letting up like something like 10 for 12 from three, but the second half they only let up uh, some, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was like one for 12 in the second half. Um, so they have the capability. And I just think overall they have a better team than Iowa. Iowa has Garza and a few good other players who can shoot the ball. But I think Ohio state as a team is, is uh, um, more complete. Yeah. The last one. This is a big one. Number five, Illinois against number three, Michigan on Tuesday, March 2nd at 7 p.m. Nicholas, who do you have in this game? Michigan, I mean, didn't, didn't Illinois, Illinois like lose recently? No, they're winning no, right now against no. Northwestern. They're playing. Uh, well, I'm uh, still going to go with Michigan. I know how solid Oh, Michigan wait. Is. Yes, they did. Sorry. Yeah. They lost to Michigan State. I forgot they lost. Yeah, they did. I, th- I, th- I thought they did. Um, I know Michigan. I know Michigan's really solid right now. I mean, they beat Ohio, they beat Ohio State, Wisconsin. I mean, they've beaten a couple of good teams in the last week or so. So, I mean, 
Michigan's got to be it's got to be the right number for that uh, whenever they play this week. Yeah, Brian just gave up an effing shorthanded goal. Nice. What the poop? Uh, Michigan. They're they're good. Yeah. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, gonna have to go Michigan. Really great defensive team. Um, plain and simple. Once again, Michigan. Uh, I also have to go Michigan. I think honestly. I don't think this is going to be a very good game because Desumnu today, which is who's Iowa's 20 point per game scorer is probably a top five player in the country. Um, it looks like he broke his nose, so he probably won't be available for Tuesday's game. And so when you have your top score and he also scores 20 points a game and he's not going to be available for Michigan, I think that Michigan, despite it being a top five matchup, I think Michigan will roll away with this game and, and it really won't be that close. I mean, who knows? It could be, but I think that Michigan will take care of Illinois pretty handily, especially if Desumnu's out, which I think he will be. Um, that's it. Other than Nick's uh, stat, Nick, what do you got for us? What do you find yeah, on the um, World Wide Web? Well, um, some of you might have heard this. Is, this was on a video that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. It's on YouTube, but it's about Barry Bonds. Uh, and I, I did some math because um, the video did different math to uh, project, project, projections and stuff. But in 04, if Barry Bonds did not carry a bat to the plate in all 617 plate appearances, he would have finished with an on-base percentage of 390. Which, wow. Which, because <laughs> <laughs> he got walked 232 times and hit nine times. So if he didn't walk up to the plate, he would have finished with an OBP of 390. Um, which well, in I feel like year, if he go which ahead in the year 2004, yeah, that's their math was the what like the times he like swung at bad pitches and stuff, and he would have mm. got walked. They did hypotheticals and stuff. Their hypothetical said 608, which was 0.1 down from it was, it was insane, but um, just doing the straight math, that's 390 would have been ranked tied for 20th, um, in the league that season, and he would have been ahead of Ivan Rodriguez, Big Poppy, Chipper Jones, A Rod, Mike Piazza, Miguel Cabrera. And Derek Jeter. And in That's 2020, crazy. you carry that number in 2020, he's tied for 14th with Mike Trout. Wow. So if he didn't That's carry crazy. a bat to the plate. That well, was if he didn't carry a bat to the plate, pitchers would probably pipe three fastballs right down the middle and strike okay, him out. But, but this I know, is a no, I know, Luke. I know. I don't think I know, anybody's actually going to not go up. No, with I a know bat. what you mean. I know. You what ruined you mean. It. No, I know. Yeah. You <laughs> freaking ruined it, dude. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, that's it. Final thoughts. I have Chick-fil-A I want to eat before it um, gets cold. Somebody get rid of the Islanders. I know. Seriously. Can't win oh, against Pats. Um, oh, Pats. Stay tuned. Bit, something oh, yeah, big some, coming for March Madness. Yeah, we got some cool, wicked cool. Wicked awesome. Some wicked cool stuff. We want everybody involved. We're hoping for that. Okay. Sweet. Thank you guys for listening. <clears throat> and... Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Four underscore podcast. We will see you on Monday. Peace. I mean, this is a good look, man. I, did, ah! I am suffering. It's hard to take. How many years? <laughs>